Welcome to the Insurance Business Babes podcast, where we show you how we've grown our insurance and related businesses through talking about what works for us, what didn't work, and will help you grow your own business through our struggles and our successes. This show is owned by CMED LLC and hosted by Kathy Klein and Joanna Wyckoff. And now, let's get busy. I have a huge topic to talk about. Sounds spicy. Well, it's top of mind because I had two clients talk to me about this yesterday. Mm. One is a former client, but now I think she's going to be a client again. And that is how Medicare Advantage plans handle Part B drugs. Ooh, stab them in the heart. Yeah, because as you know, the, the majority of my clients are typically Medicare supplement, not on purpose. Mm-hmm. It just works out that way. Sure. I used to do a lot of clients from a very big retiree group, from a big mm-hmm. company that you've heard of, and they were giving their retirees $2,700 a year. And I think they were giving the spouses $1,300. Mm-hmm. And they could use it to buy a supplement, to buy dental, to buy whatever. It was a reimbursement. It was like HRA. And so my name got around and a lot of these retirees were calling me and they had a Facebook group and they would mention my name. And so I got a probably 20, which for me with 600 clients, that's a mm-hmm. pretty big percentage, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, a couple of years ago, they started letting their, their retirees know that they were moving towards Medicare Advantage. And the first year, I think it was it, it was with a different company than it is with now. And so I kept asking them, okay, well, ask about pre-authorization, ask what the maximum amount of pocket is, ask this, ask that. And then 2024 comes and I pretty much lost almost all of those clients, which I expected because they didn't want to pay for it. They were used to getting $2,700 and they didn't want to pay the hundred. a month or whatever it was. So then late last night, I get this phone call and I almost didn't take it. I happened to be at my computer. It Mm -hmm. was nine o'clock or something, my time. And I think she's on the West Coast. And she said, Kathy, I want to let you know what happened. And I said, Mm -hmm. well, what happened? And she says, well, we switched to that Medicare Advantage plan. And I went to the doctor to get my allergy shot. I think it was an allergy shot that it used to be covered at 100%. Mm. And now they told me it's going to be $2,000 a shot. And she says, mm-hmm. I'm going to go into the donut hole right away. And I said, well, that plan was really good. If I, re- if I remember for Medicare Advantage, it was a really good plan. Is it going to be covered under the max out of pocket? And she says, no, I already asked that. She said, they're keeping the max out of pocket separate and they're billing it under the drug plan portion instead of Part B. I mean, she didn't use those words because clients don't know how to use Yeah, they don't know the words, words. yeah. But that's what she said. And I said, well, I tried to warn you. (laughs) I mean, I've talked about this before in some of my videos that Medicare Advantage plans bill differently. And they they could put Part B drugs under the, I've said this before, it's not anything new to me. She was really upset. And so she said, I want to go back. And I said, well, I will help you go back, but here's what you need to do. And I told her the exact steps. I said, first of all, it's been less than a month. Call the supplement plan and see if they will reinstate you. Do that first. 
That is step one. Do not do anything before we get the hard guarantee, yes, Mm -hmm. we will reinstate you. And then the next step is for me to try to use the OEP to get you a drug plan. But that's got to be the next step because we're in OEP right now. And she said, well, the insurance company said that we're in a different time period. And I said, that's because it's, it's your employer open enrollment period, but we have to deal with a different thing. I said, there's three things going on right now. Uh-huh. There's your supplement plan, there's the drug plan, and then there's canceling your Medicare Advantage plan. I said, we have to do it in a certain way. And then I will try to help you. I said, I don't know because employer plans are different. So uh-huh. I don't know what the rules are as far as OEP and employer plan, but we'll try to do this together. And this is the way we have to do it. And I, she said, okay. So then this morning or or late last night, it was like 10 o'clock or something. She sends me a text. Hey, Kathy, I canceled my Medicare Advantage plan. Why don't they listen? Why don't clients listen to what you say? Mm-hmm. I, I said, I... I said, I don't even know if I can help you now. So you're going to have to call 1-800-MEDICARE. That wasn't a step. It was the third thing we were going right. to do. Like, well, the- yeah, I, 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 I don't even know if I can help you now because I was going to use OEP and now you don't have a Medicare Advantage plan. So I, I don't know if I can do it. She says, okay, well, I'll call Monday. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. That's a whole different episode. Why don't clients... Why don't they follow the instructions? I don't know. So that's the first thing. So I don't know if I'll be able to help her or not. But the main thing that I want insurance agents to understand, because a lot of insurance agents don't really understand the intricacies of how Medicare Advantage works. They don't. And the only reason I know this is because I watch the Facebook groups and I and I see what insurance agents are writing. And I Mm -hmm. think that if they're listening to this podcast episode, some of them are going to be confused. So that was part one. My client who was no longer my client called and said, my drugs are more expensive under the Medicare Advantage plan. Second thing that happened the same day, a little bit earlier that day, was also a part B drug issue. I was doing a, a plan review for Medigap, one of my California clients. Because they have the birthday rule, right? So I always try to meet with them before their birthday rule expires. And for those of you listening, if you don't know what the birthday rule is, in California, Oregon, Oklahoma, Nevada, I don't know all the states, but there's a handful of states that you can make a change from one Medigap plan to another, as long as you do it within either 30 days or 60 days from your birthday, right? depending on on the state. And... So I always do this with my California clients to see if I can save them a little bit of money. After we're done with the review, she says, Kathy, I just started this new drug and uh-huh. I want to know how much it's going to cost me. Sure. And she says, it's a, I forget, migraine or allergy. I don't remember what it was. She gave me the name of the drug and I said, well, you're going somewhere. She didn't say infusion center. She said something else. Hmm. And I don't remember exactly what she said, but it's she's going somewhere to get this. She's not self-administering. And she gives me the name of the drug. I wish I would have written it down. She gives me the okay. name of the drug. And she says, I'm going to do one now and then one next month. And then after the one next month, it'll be four a year. Every uh-huh. four I said, well, let's just see how many four a year is going to cost. Guess how much her drug was going to cost for four a year? How much? $79,000. 
$79,000. And I'm like, okay, first of all, I think it's a Part B drug. And she's like, what's Mm -hmm. the difference between Part B and Part D? I'm so Mm -hmm. confused. And I said, well, the thing that you need to know is that you are always going to want it to be covered under Part B if possible. Because then your supplement plan is going to cover it at 100%. And I said, so when you went to the, not infusion center, whatever she called it, did they take your Medicare red, white, and blue card or did they take the plan card? And she says, well, they took the red, white, and blue card. And I said, good, because this drug, if you put it through your drug plan, was going to cost you $79,000. Joanna, do you have $79,000 to pay for it? Was there any manufacturer assistance available? I looked Mm -hmm. it up on Needy Meds, and she makes too much money. But let me tell you something. She doesn't make $80,000. No, and nobody, even my millionaires don't want to spend $80,000 a year on a medication. Well, even a millionaire probably can't afford to spend $79,000 on a Part B medication. People or some should have a med sub. And this is a downfall when people see those commercials, zero dollar monthly premium with dental and vision included. And I, t- I tell my clients, as you chose the med sub for a reason. Do you remember where you said that you didn't want to get nickeled and dimed every time you went to have a procedure? You don't want to have to figure out how much a, a diagnostic d- test is going to be. You didn't want to have to have a copay. You didn't want to stay in a network. You didn't want that. Right. Because I do both and I'm probably 60, 40. And just by, you know, I serve a lot of lower income people and they usually get Medicaid. So they usually go the MAPD route, Medicare Advantage route with Medicare and Medicaid work together on those plans because they can't get a med sub anyways. And perfectly fine for some folks. And we talked about this in my training earlier today for my agents. If they don't have $30 a month for a test or $300 for a surgery, they're not going to be able to afford th- those types of risks. You can't not, sometimes you can't not, not afford a MedSup. Well, it's certainly going to be less expensive for client number one who switched off of her retiree plan. Who's she, if we can get her back off, she might have to go a year without a drug plan. You know, the way that she did it, because she didn't follow my instructions. Yeah. It's so funny how you specifically lay things out for people and then they, just do whatever they want. But the reason why I wanted to crazy. bring it up here, Joanne, I think some insurance agents are probably putting themselves at risk yeah. by not going over the fact that these Part B drugs might be switched over to the drug plan when they sure. make a change to Medicare Advantage. Because as you know, it's getting so competitive right now. Everybody is being bombarded mm-hmm. with Medicare Advantage. And mm-hmm. eventually, I think everyone's probably going to be on Medicare Advantage. I think that, yeah, I mean, the last couple of years, it's going to sort of been pushed that way. Part D drugs are cheaper on these Medicare Advantage plans. I'm wondering how this is all going to play out with the prescriptions next year in 2025 with the Inflation Reduction Act. Because I think that copies and stuff, they're going to have to go higher. I don't see anybody being able to afford a $0 plan when the Inflation Reduction Act is going to cap the drugs. They're going to have to put the cost somewhere, somewhere. It's going to have to go somewhere. Oh, and so we probably see these plans in September when the first looks come out, usually late August, early September at the most. 
insurance agents. We can't tell the public about it, but we usually get to see it. We start making plans on who we think might need to make some changes. But I'm very interested to see how the Inflation Reduction Act is going to skew everything else because some of the plans I see, especially in the land of MAPDs like Florida and Clark County, Nevada and Orange County, California, where MAPDs are $0 and then usually lower max out of pockets, like $1,000 in some places, right? I don't know how they're going to afford that with eating the cost of a lot of these medications like the Januments and the Trilogies and stuff, right? The really expensive medications that so many people are on, the Ozempics and the Manjaros, and so many people were on all these commercial medications that have gained popularity. And I just don't see the companies being able to afford the copays at that existing rate, having to cap the Part Ds. It's going to have to flow back. It's, it's going to have to. It's going to have to flow back onto the cost of the medical side, right? They're going to have to take away some benefits. You or know? they're going to take away some benefits. So are the, the dental vision, hearing, grocery cards, over-the-counter benefits... I think it still has to cover everything that the Part B covers, but the extra bells and whistles, they're going to have to come back and then it's not going to be as attractive as it once was. But then you've got these people can't go to Medicare mm-hmm. supplement mm-hmm. because of some of the drugs they're taking. Yeah. So now what? I tell people, I said, here's the thing. If you have a medical condition and can't pass medical underwriting after your six month of in- open enrollment, The decision you're making in most states is a permanent decision if you have a condition. And we don't know what Medicare Advantage plans look like year to year. They change every year. They can take away stuff. No, they have to cover everything Part B covers, right? But they can take away stuff. And so it might not be as generous and appealing years from now. We don't know what the plan is going to look like in 2030. And most people are on Medicare. From 65 to, that could be 30 years if you live to 95, right? My grandmother is going to be 90 next year. That's a long time to have a, that's longer than most marriages, right? These days, that's right. And so people are making these very long-term commitments. And I say it's hard to roll the dice, but a Medicare supplement, Plan G is a Plan G, a Plan G. And even the plans that they phased out over the years, the old Plan Js, they are still in force. That's right. They still get to keep them. I'm 58 and I'm hoping that the Medicare supplements will still be here when I'm 65. Yeah, me too. But oh, it they might not be. Who knows? When they start taking away the benefits to pay for to pay for things and I think they might have to start. Mm-hmm. Do you know that where is it? I saw that Kaiser Permanente Foundation did a study Did we talk about this before where the U.S. government, we the people, you and I are now spending more money on Medicare Advantage than we are on original Medicare? Oh, wow. That was not the intent. It was supposed to be private companies were supposed to manage it cheaper than the government. And at one point, I thought it was true because I used to work for the military. I used to be in the Air Force and the, the military would spend a thousand dollars on a damn screw. Can I say damn? <laughs> they, they they would. I mean, one of my computers on the F sixteen would be a million dollars. There was no cap. I could run that. I can run that up. The intent was that private corporations could do it cheaper with their buying power. That was the original intent, right? 
It's crazy. I found out from one of my friends that is an executive for a regional Medicare carrier that they actually get paid more for people with different diagnosis codes. Well, most agents I don't think do. I said, how are you going to afford people on dialysis? Oh, she goes, oh, somebody like that get more. paid like $16,000 a month. I said, oh, because I thought it was the same amount. I thought that they got paid the same amount, regardless if you had cancer or end-stage renal. And she's, no, we get no. That's why they made you go to the doctor in January. And now I don't know if the HRAs substitute for that, okay. but- That's what I always used to tell my clients. You are deemed healthy on January 1. And so if you have diabetes or something, they want you to come in right away so that they get their extra money to help manage your condition. I didn't know that until I sat with her. Like, how are you going to afford all these people on dialysis? (laughs) Most med sub companies would have fired me if I was sitting at DaVita Dialysis. Because I've heard that before, right? One of my mentors used to warn me. He said, now, Joanna, don't go sitting at DaVita Dialysis and put them all on a small carrier because that carrier can't carry the burden. He used to warn right. me about that. And so the, when this carrier told me that she was, wants to do an ESRD plan, I said, how are you going to afford that? And she told me, I was like, no way. Yep, they do. They get more money to manage your condition, which they should. Yeah. They, they should, but... I think we've gotten a little out of control when it costs more money for Medicare Advantage than it does for original Medicare. Yeah, the costs are out of control. And I'm not saying that take it out on us, the agent, because right now they're trying to take away the FMOs and and our uplines. They're coming for us. They're coming. They're trying to do away with everything. They are, and because they think that we're greedy. And I tell my clients, look, you can either go Medicare Advantage or you can go Medicare Supplement. I have a whole video series. My clients choose which way they want to go. And I'm usually telling them that I actually make more money, not less. And they're looking at me, how do you make more money when I'm paying zero for this one? And I'm Mm -hmm. you you make less money when I'm paying $150 a month for the sub? Mm -hmm. And I'm well, certainly the first year. I don't know of any Medicare supplement where I'm going to get paid the first year compensation that I get paid on a Medicare Advantage. But yeah, so for most clients, we all get paid more on Medicare Advantage than we do on Medicare supplement. But as an agent, before you switch somebody over from Medicare supplement to Medicare Advantage, you better find out what those Part B drugs are that they're taking Mm -hmm. and ask them, are you going to the doctor and getting prolia shots because mm-hmm. because let me tell you they're not going to be able to get their supplement back if they're on part b drugs mm-hmm. <laughs> these are things the insurance companies don't like paying for they don't right. like paying for the migraine shots and the allergy shots and the bone health shots and and all of those things yeah so i think i think agents are putting themselves at risk by not finding this out and fully explaining it to the client that their costs could be a lot higher. Mm-hmm. And and I know that it's a very small percentage of clients, but it's more and more. There are so many factors in what we do. And so many people think that it's easy and they can just do it themselves. And I say, good luck. There's so many different factors. One drug can change an entire recommendation. I got an email today. I have to fix it. Well, I don't know if I have to fix it, 
But one of my clients is challenging my decision on what I recommended in AEP that she went to. All the prescription plans had changed for us. Some of them went sky high, $120 a month from, I think it was 40 before. And the formularies changed and everything, massive changes. So what people thought they could continue didn't exist. So they didn't, they didn't listen to you, right? right? And, and then some plans even came out to agents can sell it again. So one company we used to not be able to sell starts with a C. So, so when I ran the analysis, the company with a C was a thousand dollars cheaper a month, a year for her compared to the one with an S. And she's now saying that the company C, she thinks it's going to cost her way more. And she wants to know how I came to that determination. And I have every, all the drugs saved in my software. And this is speaking of uplines and FMOs, I am very thankful that my FMO spends a lot of money, probably a million a year or more on this fancy dancy software where I can say, well, you told me you take Janumet, you told me you take Trilogy, you told me you take this, you said you take this. Uh, that company doesn't cover one of your medications. Just saying, why would I recommend something that doesn't cover it? And it's a thousand dollars more a year. So here's, um, so I'm going to go put it on Medicare.gov because that's the official, right? So that's what I get to do later. But the Medicare.gov is often wrong. It, and you know what? It is. But guess what? When people call into CMS, guess who gets blamed and gets who gets those allegations? We do, right? It's not right that they can it's be right. so wrong. Well, it's not right that the website can be wrong. We can do our advice and try to advise as as best as possible based off of formularies and percentages and stuff and our software who might be more correct than anything. But we could still get an allegation which hurts us and could eventually lead to termination of carrier appointment. In January, we're recording the show now, it's hard to go from a PDP to a PDP prescription-only plan to a prescription-only plan. It's not, not fair. fair. Let's petition Congress, right? Because people get added new prescriptions every every month. If your doctor says that you need to take this prescription and it's not on your carrier's formulary, most people, Kathy, don't know how to do a prescription quest for a formulary exception. Most people don't. Right. My mom wouldn't know. My sister wouldn't know. And she's an attorney. Most people wouldn't even think about it. And they don't teach that to us at any of the agent carrier trainings. It's not commonly taught. When you get added a prescription that you have to take for your health and it's not on the formulary, you're just SOL until next annual enrollment. And it's not fair. It isn't fair. It's not fair that they can change the Medicare Advantage plan, but not yeah. the drug plan. It's it's just not fair. So speaking of your trainings, I heard you, I, I was in the Facebook group and I know mm -hmm. you've been working on this mm -hmm. and you are now offering trainings to people who are not in your downline. Congratulations. Yes. I know we've Thank talked you. about this. Thank you. So do you have a training on how to do a formulary exception? Well, it's going to come down the pipeline. <laughs> every, every time we talk about something that comes up, I add it to the chalkboard, right? <laughs> right. I got to go make a video about that. I got to go teach my agents how to do this because it's not commonly taught. 
I have never seen a, a, since I've been doing Medicare since 2017, I've never seen anybody teach formally how to do a prescription assistance formulary with a carrier. I've never seen it done. And so I'm going to have to do I Thankfully, I have a bunch of car- carrier reps and former carrier reps who like me and will teach me how their company does it because it's it can vary by company, right? It does, but it's the same basic. It's the same basis, yeah. But many people don't even know that that's a thing, right? They just think that, oh, well, my my pharmacy says that company ABC is not going to cover it, so I have to pay the $1,000 for this Manjaro, right? Right. When I couldn't get a formulary. Just to be clear, though, to the agents that are listening, uh, a lot of times the doctors will assist the, mm-hmm. the clients in doing this. And we can't sell a plan saying, well, it's not in the formulary, but I'll help you. I'll can't help you ask for a formulary exception. Don't do that because it normally comes after when someone says, Joanna, I have to take Monjaro or Ozempic or whatever it is, Skyrimzy, Prolia. <laughs> and it's All not on it. the formulary. And then we have to do a formulary exception. And, and the doctors usually have to verify that they've tried other things, right? It's not the funnest uh, thing in the world. Um, you, you're right. Why can't they do prescription assistance to prescription assistance, especially if the website was wrong? And the website was wrong half of open enrollment this past year, where it was just, I, I told my prescription assistance clients that had these really hard medications as they honestly I need to wait to do your analysis because it. I just can't. Especially if the, wrong. if the tier is 25% and 18%, it'll tell me that one store charges $500 retail and the other store charges $900 retail. It can't be that much of a difference. It's just crazy, right? Especially with those percentages. I go, like to go back to the fixed cost. I kind of miss my $47 tier threes now because <laughs> that's kind of yeah, rare and, now. And I, I always tell my clients when you have to, and especially if they're doing a Medicare Advantage PPO, and so I'm showing them what is their cost going to be if they go out of network. And I say, anytime you see a percentage, that is going to be a lot of money. So if you can get a flat dollar amount instead of a percentage, that's going to be much, much better for you. But that goes back to the difference between a standalone prescription-only plan and the MAPDs. Prescription-only plans, we saw a lot of percentages on tier three and four, whereas the MAPDs are still sticking to a fixed dollar amount on tier threes. If If it's an actual drug that should be on a drug plan mm-hmm. and shouldn't be a part B, then yeah, a lot of times you're going to save more money on a Medicare Advantage plan. So we insurance agents need to have preconceived notions out of our head. Yeah. And we need to just talk with the client and figure out exactly what that particular client needs. Joanna, I want you to talk about your new training program and tell us about the program, how the listener can get it. Yes. So it's www, and you have to put the W's in, Medicare Mentors Media, mentors with an S at the end, media.com. So www.medicarementorsmedia.com. I should bring up the university in the three different packages. So right now we're doing an introductory package, $69 a month. 
we intend to raise the prices by March 1st. Okay, well, we'll try to get this recording out before then. (laughs) But for the listener, how much do you charge on Clarity, Joanna? What is your per minute charge on Cloud FM? But it works out to about $400 an hour. So instead of spending $400 an hour to talk with Joanna, you can have access to her from between $69 and $149 a month. It's a great deal. She's not currently giving me any kind of affiliate commission for telling you that. (laughs) Maybe she and I can work out a deal. But yeah, I think it's very well worth it. So Joanna, thank you for putting that together. I know you and I have been talking about that for a long time. I'm glad you finally put together a membership. It's a Mm -hmm. perfect way to get access to Joanna. And for those of you who are interested in getting listed in the certified medicareagents.com website, it's starting to rank now for nice. certain keywords where people are searching. And so if you would like a free bronze membership, use the code BABES2024. So use the coupon code BABES with an S, 2024. And you'll be able to get a free bronze membership. It does not give you a discount on the gold or silver membership, but let's just face it, all the memberships are a steal. <laughs> Whether you have to pay $29 or $240, it's, it's a steal for it to be listed on that site. Mm-hmm. Joanna, thank you so much for coming on again yes, and thanks for having with me. me. And for the listener, we'll see you next time on the Insurance Business Babes podcast. Bye. Bye.